0: In the simple
1: gospel. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. So uh as everyone's probably aware, uh, Keith and Jamie are living the rough life. Again, they are at the beach, so it happens. But Keith did just have a birthday, so we all get to make I mean, wish him happy birthday when he gets back. So don't forget that, okay? Uh, today we've got John Littleford up today. Um, and uh Acts eight. He's gonna be looking at Acts eight. Um, so y'all give him some attention, uh, and just listen for what the Lord is going to want to say to you. Uh, let me pray real quick. Lord, I pray that you will guide this time, guide our, uh, family together. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your family, for your glory, for your, uh, just being Lord. Thank you for letting us be here in your name. I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, it's good to see you guys again. I was here three
0: weeks ago. Was anybody here when I spoke three weeks ago? All right, do you remember what I spoke on? It's okay. I spoke on Jonah. And he was told to go to a large city and speak to the people there about the love and compassion of God. He did so. And 120,000 people turned their hearts to God and were spared from horrible destruction. Now, despite this huge movement of God's Spirit, Jonah was angry with God because he didn't judge the people of Nineveh, this large city, for their horrible sins. And so he missed out on sharing in the blessing of seeing a bunch of people turn their hearts to God. Instead, Jonah focused on his own anger and consequently acted like a big whiny baby because he didn't get his way. But today we're going to look at someone different. We're going to look at another story of a man who was told to go somewhere, shared in the blessing of what God was doing, and because he did so, he heard the voice of God again and was happy to go to another place and share Jesus with Only one person. So let me me set the stage for our story here. After Jesus Christ died and was resurrected on the third day, he spent several days with his disciples before he left them for good to sit at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms. And so we will read today from the book of Acts. So I'm going to start here with chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. But in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then they gathered around him and asked him, "Lord, are you at this time going to restore to the king restore the kingdom to Israel?" And he said to them, "It's not time for you to know the time. It's not for you to know the times or dates. The Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So Jesus gave a command to his disciples to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness through what Jesus had just accomplished by his death and resurrection. Now, where did he tell the disciples, to go be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the places of the earth. One such man, a man named Philip, took the words of Jesus very seriously, and he went to Samaria, a place where the Jews, the people of God, were really not very welcome. So let's read from Acts 8, where we are introduced to Philip. There's a few significant points that I believe are worth remembering today, and for you to put into practice in certain situations. That's what we do with God's Word. We, we take it, we chew on it, and hopefully we live it out. So, Acts chapter 8, verses 4 through 8 here. Those who had been scattered preached the Word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there, Jesus. And when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. And for with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many were paralyzed or lame were healed. And so there was great joy in that city. So Philip, one of the original twelve disciples of Jesus, did what God told him to do. He went wherever God told him to go, telling people about Jesus and doing the same things that Jesus had taught him to do. He cast demons out of people, and with God's power, he healed paralytics and lame folks. People were turning their hearts to Jesus and experiencing miracles. Things were going well in the life of Philip and in his ministry. He was being obedient, listening to God's voice, and joyfully experienced a movement of God in the city of Samaria. Now, listen to what God tells Philip to do next. In verses 26 through 29, he says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandake, which means queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Now, one important takeaway or lesson from this story up to this point is that Philip was obedient to God's leading, even when it didn't make sense. And what do I mean by that? Philip was experiencing the power of God in some miraculous and big ways in Samaria where Jesus had told his followers to go. Now, it would have been easy for Philip to ignore the voice of the angel of the Lord and simply say to himself, I ain't going to no desert road. I ain't nothing gonna happen there. Look at what all's going on here in Samaria demons being cast out and paralytics being healed. Man, this is what ministry is all about. God's moving here. I'm staying put. He could have said, Hey, angel, go back to God and make sure you heard right about what you told me. Maybe you didn't hear him correctly. So folks, I'm talking here to the church at Southside. Sometimes God is going to tell you to go to certain places under certain circumstances to certain people and tell them about Jesus. It's not going to make sense because that person God laid on your heart, he might live across the city or be too difficult to get to. Maybe That person's been rude to you in the past, and you don't want to have anything to do with them. Maybe you hardly know them. Maybe you just met them, and you're thinking, I don't even know this person. Man, we can make up all kinds of excuses to not tell people about Jesus. That was not the case with Philip. He was told to go to a road in the desert of all places and meet up with some important government official, some some guy from another country, Ethiopia, of all the places. And this guy was an important money guy. He was a treasury of the queen there. So of all the people that Philip was sent to, because Philip was just some ordinary dude, he was not an important government official. But he was not intimidated. He simply did what the angel Of the Lord told him and went and stood close to the chariot of this important official. So let's continue in verse 30 of chapter 8. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said. Unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of Scripture that the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb, silent before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passive passage, excuse me, of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So again, verse 34, Philip asked, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage in Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So let's, let's unpack these last few verses we just read and heard. Oop, almost lost it there. <laughs> Notice the Bible tells us that Philip ran up to the chariot. He ran to the chariot, but not into the chariot. He heard the man reading from an Old Testament passage and simply asked the man, Do you... Understand what you are reading. You see, Philip was eager, but he wasn't pushy. Philip was ready and willing, but he didn't forget his people skill manners. Philip didn't know what the eunuch already knew or what he didn't know. So he did the simple and best thing to do. He simply asked him a non-threatening question. He didn't ask him anything about his belief system or the worship services he had just attended. He didn't ask him about his job or why he was traveling. Philip was spiritually aware and asked the man about his understanding of what he was reading. So when Philip asked a simple question, he received a direct and simple response. The eunuch answered with a question, how can I understand it unless someone Explains it to me. So for you and I, you see, when we are non-threatening and don't assume anything, people are generally not defensive and guarded. And because Philip was friendly and polite and willing, the important official invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Again, I'm going to read this passage that he was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before, it sure is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from this earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself? Or someone else. And the scripture says then Philip began with that very passage of scripture. And told him the good news about Jesus. So who is this passage in the Old Testament talking about? It was talking about Jesus. The man that Philip had been following for the previous three years of his life. The passage was not talking about Anyone else? But notice again how Philip handles himself in this situation. The passage tells us that Philip started with that very passage the eunuch was reading. He didn't start with all of his knowledge of Jesus. He didn't start with all the miracles he had seen Jesus perform. He didn't start with something the eunuch wasn't reading. He started in the very place that the eunuch had questions, and was reading from, and what did Philip tell the eunuch? Well, the Bible tells us that he simply told him the good news about Jesus. And the good news is this: Jesus loved you, loves you, and died for all your brokenness and all the wrong things you've done. Most of you know John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one. And only Son, and whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, Jesus placed all your mess on the shoulders and the rest of His body as He laid down His life for you and me to be free in a way that we don't have to do anything on our own to earn our way into the gates of heaven. Philip did not get into a religious debate with the eunuch. He didn't talk about infant baptism versus believer's baptism. He didn't talk about speaking in tongues. He didn't talk about following a bunch of rules to live by, to earn favor with God. He didn't talk about dream interpretation in the Old Testament. He didn't talk about all the sins we might commit. No, he kept it simple, and he told the good news of Jesus' death Sacrifice for us and his resurrection from the grave. So, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. I want these to sink in. Do any of you have some good news about Jesus to tell others? Have any of you had your souls saved and your hearts cleansed by Jesus? Have any of you been forgiven of your sins? By Jesus. Have any of you received the rich, rich mercy of Jesus over and over again? If you can say yes to those questions, then you you are qualified to tell someone else about Jesus. You don't have to have Bible verses memorized and carry a big boy bad Bible to tell someone about how Jesus saved you. You don't have to go to a worship service every week to tell someone the good news about Jesus. The only thing you need to tell someone the good news about Jesus is that you have Jesus yourself. And if you have Jesus, how can you keep keep him to yourself? The disciple Peter came upon a disabled man once who couldn't walk, and Peter told him, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. And so today I leave you with a challenge. If you have Jesus in your heart, then you have all you need. And I challenge you to be aware of the people and the situations around you to share the greatest gift you could ever share with anyone. The Apostle Paul said this to his student Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.2. This is an amplified version here. It says, preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. Keep your sense of urgency whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable. Whether convenient or inconvenient. Whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those in, who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing toward spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. Jesse's going to come and close us out, guys, in a word of prayer.
2: Thank you, John. Um, <clears throat> Lord Jesus, um, yet again, Lord, we just hear another piece of the gospel, God, that reminds us that you are all we need. God, that, we, um, that we've been given everything that we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of you, through your presence in our lives, Lord Jesus. And we just pray, God, that we would embrace um, that we would stop chasing um, more, that we would stop chasing, uh, stop running from this fear of scarcity. And God, that we would understand and stop and align our hearts with you and be reminded, God, that there is, in you there is enough. And God, that you have called us to be a part of your kingdom. You've called us to walk in your kingdom. You've called us to, to preach the good news of your kingdom to the people around us. Father, we just pray that you would give us hearts that would listen and hear you today. Um, God, just thank you for this time. Thank you for our brothers and sisters. Thank you for this community. In your name we pray, amen.